Lekute Sikhis, volume 23, the first Sikha of Pinchas. This title is, of this article is, When the Above Comes from Below. Our Torah portion tells the story of Tzalafchad's five daughters asking Moses about their deceased father's portion in the land of Israel. The verse says, They stood before Moses and before Eliezer, the Kohen, and before the chieftains and the entire congregation at the entrance to the tent of meeting, saying. Now, Rashi comments on this before Moses and afterwards before Eliezer. Is it possible that if Moses did not know the law and Elazar did know, but transposed the verse and expounded as if it were written before Elazar and before Moses? These are the words of Rabbi Yoshia. Abba Hanan said in the name of Rabbi Eliezer, they were sitting in the study hall and they stood before all of them. That's the end of Rashi's answering the order in which it says they stood before Moses, before Elazar, the Kohen, and before the chieftains and the entire congregation. Now, this commentary of Rashi is originally found in the Sifri. It's also found in the Talmud. However, the Sifri deals with this same sort of issue, quoting both sages two more times in the Torah. Number one, by the portion of the second Passover, on the verse in Numbers chapter 9, verse 6, they approached Moses and Aaron on that day. And Rashi only quotes here the opinion of Abba Hanan. And I quote to you, Rashi, approached Moses and Aaron while the two were sitting in the study hall. They came and asked them. It is, however, inconceivable that they approached them one after the other in this order, for if Moses did not know, how should Aaron know? That's Rashi. However, once again, the Sifri quotes both opinions. And then there's yet another time concerning the story of the wood gatherer on the verse in Numbers chapter 15, verse 33. It says, presented him before Moses and Aaron and before the entire congregation. And here Rashi makes no comment on the matter. So we have that the Sifri makes a mention of both opinions all three times. Rashi makes the mention of both opinions only on our Torah portion concerning the second Passover, he only mentions one opinion, and concerning the wood gatherer, he mentions no opinions. Okay, the question. Why Rashi mentions nothing of the matter by the wood gatherer, which comes after the portion of the second Passover, is because Rashi relies on his already having clarified this issue in the earlier portion. Why Rashi in the earlier portion? of the second Passover only quotes the answer of while the two were sitting in the study hall and avoids the answer of the opinion transposed the verse and expounded is because it conflicts with Rashi's I came but to explain the simple meaning of the verse not to expound on a non-simple transposed the verse. However, the question is, why here does Rashi, A, bring both opinions, and B, by name? Additionally, Rashi quotes here the opinion of Rabbi Yoshia before Abba Hanin. And another question, by the portion of the second Passover, where they transpose the verse only entails two people. It says over the approach Moses and Aaron, it conflicts with the simple meaning. 
While here, where it affects the three, Moses, Allah, the Kohen, and the chieftains, it is within the simple meaning? Now, note, we can't say that the difference is that here by the daughters of Tzlovcha, the verse states, and the entire congregation, and therefore it is, is not feasible to say while the two were sitting in the study hall. Because by the wood gatherer, the verse also states, Moses and Aaron, and before the entire congregation. And Rashi still is okay with remaining silent, thus deferring the student to his original answer of, while the two were sitting in the study hall, being that obviously the entire congregation refers only to those who came to study Torah. More so, we find the congregation referring only to the courthouse. Hence, this isn't a reason why Rashi shouldn't be able to say over here the same thing that he said in the previous time. So too, we can't say that the difference is in that by the second Passover, the verse doesn't dictate where they were. Hence, Rashi is free to say while the two were sitting in the study hall. While by us, over here, by the daughters of Tzalafcha, the verses dictate that they were at the entrance to the tent of the meeting. Why can't we say that this is the answer? Because number one, the study hall was within the courtyard of the tabernacle, the tent of meeting. As Rashi clearly states in the book of Exodus, placed the courthouse near the altar, and the altar was in the, court, in the courtyard of the tabernacle. Number two, even if you want to say that the entrance to the tent of meeting is not the study hall, Rashi could have once again just simply stated they stood before all, with the, with the verse already telling us that this happened at the entrance of the tent of meeting. The explanation. The question asked by the people who were impure by the second Passover portion and by Tzlovcha's daughters seemingly was asked to all who were present. However, it could have been asked at once to all present or it could have been asked one by one to those present. Hence, by the second Passover, after explaining, Rashi explains, while the two were sitting in the study hall, they came and asked them. Rashi goes on to say, it is, however, inconceivable that they approached them one after the other in this order. For if Moses did not know, how should Aaron know? In other words, Rashi is clearly saying it's inconceivable to say that he asked, they asked all of them one after the other. However, being that the verse states by the second Passover, so they approached before Moses and before Aaron, and by Tzlovchad's daughters, the verse says they stood before Moses and before Elazar. This lends to have to saying that they asked Aaron and Elazar separately from Moses. Why does it have to say before Moses and before Aaron? Or before and before Elazar, it could have just said before Moses and Aaron, before Moses and Elazar. Hence, the terminology here lends to say that he asked them separately one after the other. So this is why Rashi is emphasizing it is, however, inconceivable that they approach them one after the other in this order. For if Moses did not know, how should Aaron know? that they were all sitting in the study hall. And therefore, it was asked to each in the format that a question is asked in a study hall. One question to each and everyone. 
but not one after the other. And with this, let us explore the difference between the study hall and the entrance of the tent of the meeting where the courthouse was. A study hall is not where one comes to hear legal verdicts. Rather, it is a place in which all study together. While the courthouse, one comes for a legal verdict. Therefore, in a study hall, the question is posed before all student, teacher and student as one. However, in a courthouse, even with students present, the question must be posed directly to the head justice. This is why, by the second Passover, Rashi is telling us that the words at the entrance of the tent of meeting, emphasizing not that Moses and Aaron were together, but what state they were in, that of a study hall, studying together. However, here, by the daughters of Tzlavchad, they are searching for a verdict concerning their father's inheritance. Thus, our verses at the end, at the entrance of the tent of meeting, is the place where they came to hear from Moses the law. However, even here, with difficulty, we can say that at the entrance of the tent of meeting by the daughters of Tzlavchad is referring to the entire congregation. But that would be separating the place where Moses, Elazar, and the chieftains stood at the gateway of the, at the study hall, I'm sorry, referring, but while the entire congregation was going to be sitting in, standing outside by the entrance. So that is difficult to say. Because even if though you're going to say the entire congregation came only to hear what Moses will answer the daughters of Tzlavchad, the verse doesn't seem to be saying that Moses, Elazar, and, and the chieftains were sitting in the study hall while the others were sitting outside. So therefore, if Rashi therefore first quotes the answer of Rabbi Yoshia, in which the meaning of the before Moses and before Elazar the Kohen and before the chieftains is understood in its simple meaning, one after the other, only that we must change the order. We must say that first they asked the chieftains, then they asked Elazar, and then they asked Moses. They could not first ask Moses and then think that they would hear from the rest what Moses doesn't know. So therefore, after transposing the verse, so this Rashi says first, because this makes more sense in explaining the words. However, being that transposing a verse is not the simple meaning of a verse, Rashi then brings as a second explanation that of Abachanin, that even though demands a difficult interpretation of separating Moses, Allah, and the chieftains to be sitting in a study hall, hence being asked all together as one, and the entire congregation being at the entrance of the, table, uh, the tent of meeting waiting for a verdict. It has been explained many times that when Rashi gives the students the names of the sages he is quoting, it is only because by knowing the names we gain insight into the interpretation of the verse. So too it is here in our case. We find that Rabbi Yosha and Abba Hanan have a general argument in which is the better way to interpret the simple meaning of a verse when necessary to do so. Rabbi Yoshia always sees a transposed verse and have the rest of the verse explained simply better. Abachanan always sees interpreting the verse with a difficult meaning to be far more of the simple meaning than the transposed verse. With this, we can now understand why, by the portion of the wood gatherer, Rashi remains silent.
The only reason Rashi speaks up by the other two portions, that of the second Passover and Tzalafcha's daughter, is because it is difficult to understand how they could have turned to Aaron with a legal question after they already asked Moses. The wood gatherer, on the other hand, desecrated the Shabbat, and everyone already knew that for desecrating Shabbat, one receives capital punishment only that they didn't know which of the four types of capital punishments. Hence, they were not coming to ask and to inquire the law, but rather they came to hand over the wood gatherer for his capital punishment. Therefore, Rashi has no questions upon the order of Moshe and Aaron and the entire congregation, for they simply handed the wood gatherer over to all of them as a congregation to mete out the punishment. Note, this explains something else very interesting. By the story of the blasphemer, the verse states, so they brought him to Moses. While the wood gatherer, they presented him before Moses and Aaron and before the entire congregation. Even though Rashi clearly says that these two episodes, the one of the wood gatherer and the blasphemer occurred at the same time. But the reason for the difference is in accordance with what we just explained. Because they knew that the wood gatherer was liable to death. The mode of death, however, had not yet been specified to them by God. While in the case of the blasphemer, they did not know what the law is, whether or not he was liable to the death penalty. Meaning that by the blasphemer, they brought him only to Moses asking for a ruling. While with the wood gatherer, they knew the law and were giving him over for the law to be meted out. Let us turn to some beautiful mystical insight, the wine of Torah. The mystical reasoning as to why Rashi commented specifically by the portions of the second Passover and Tzalafcha's daughter is because his comments are aligned with the context of each of those portions. The novelty of these two portions is that their commandments, the second Passover and the laws of inheritance, did not originate by coming from above, but rather through the outcry from below. The people were impure, cried out, why should we be excluded so as not to bring the Passover offering of God? And the daughters of Tzlachet cried out, why should our father's name be eliminated? Give us a portion along with our father's brothers. So it was from the, from the below that was crying out. So too, the verses as they came from above in which it says they approached before Moses and before Aaron on that day. And they stood before Moses and before Allah the Kohen and before the chieftain and the entire congregation at the entrance to the tent of the meeting. Now, those two verses, as they come from above, are not understood. The order in which they're asking is not understood. First Moses and then the other people. It is only through the below in our application of transpose the verse and they were in the study hall versus hearing the word of God from Moses at the entrance of the tent of meeting that the verses are understood. Likened to the difference of the written law which comes directly from above which was written which comes, and the oral law which is revealed from the below. Additionally, we can now mystically understand why by the second Passover, Rashi brings only that of Abba Hanan, that they were both, Moses and Aaron, sitting in the study hall. While by the daughters of Tzlavchad, he, he brings both opinions of Rabbi Yoshia as well. With the transposed verse being the first and the primary interpretation of the verse. Why? Transposed verse is primarily focusing on the words of the verse written in the Torah, the above.
While the study hall is the focus on the study, saying of the Torah, through which it is revealed what the law was from its very origin, from the below. Therefore, by the second Passover, when they cried out, why should we be excluded? According to all opinions, a total new law and a total new Torah portion was said, which is the novelty of the study hall. Not so by the daughters of Tzlovchad, of which Rashi states on the verse, the law eluded him, Moses, meaning that Moses was already told this portion by, by God, only that it eluded him in order that, I quote to you from Rashi, Tzlovchad's daughters were meritorious, so it was written through them. Written is connected with the transposed verse more than the saying of the study hall. May it be that just as the daughters of Tzalafcha drew from above, drew down from above the inheritance of the Holy Land, so may we merit that Mashiach come and we will inherit from God himself our inheritance of the Holy Land.